Welcome to Mind Body Soul Radio, broadcasting from New York City with Mind Body Soul Yoga Studio founder and mystic mama, Alyssa Snow. Awakening, healing, yoga. We're getting real and we're getting gritty because, as they say, no mud, no lotus. And now your host, Alyssa Snow. Hello, everybody. This is Alyssa Snow with another episode of Mind, Body, Soul Radio. Uh, Let's begin with our invocation. Close your eyes wherever you are and take a nice deep breath in and a complete breath out. I honor the father, the intellect, the healthy problem-solving psychological mind. I honor my father, all fathers before him and all fathers now. I honor those qualities within him and me and all. I honor the mother and the nurturing, unconditional love of a full heart. I honor my mother, all mothers before her and all mothers now. I honor those qualities within her and me and all. I honor the teacher and the carriers of knowledge that become wisdom. Teachers that come in all forms and all situations, I honor them. I honor the teacher and the wisdom within me and all around me. Life is a teacher and I'm its student. I honor God and the loving energy of intentional creation. I honor creation in its natural time. I honor the creation of myself and life all around me. I honor creation as an expression of love. I invite my teachers and my guides, my spirit animal, and all celestial beings of the light that are with me in my day and in my practice. Please join me in this podcast. Please join all my listeners. And help infuse our minds and our hearts with the lights of our soul so we may all know to surrender instead of control. Hmm. So today I would like to talk about positive thinking. And you know, I used to be a really big fan of positive thinking. Now, it's not that I'm a fan of negative thinking. It's not, this is not what I'm saying. But I've learned that Positive thinking alone cannot create change, cannot change your life. And it took me a little bit of time to figure this out. And it was a bit of a conundrum, I have to tell you, because I sort of began awakening in the ages of Louise Hay and, you know, you can change your life or you can heal your life with affirmations and thinking positive things about what I wanted to create and and. I'm not saying that these are wrong at all. But what I've learned is that they're just, it's a part of the story. It's not the whole story. And so when we think that we're not being positive and we can shift our life experience just by, you know, reciting some affirmations a couple of times a day and looking in the mirror, well, I think that this is a misunderstanding and I think that can it can lead to disappointment and frustration and so that's what I wanted to talk about today. I think that we forget what the full experience of our minds really are and thinking is just a surface 
you know, this thinking. And so I, I teach this in, in teacher training. Imagine, and it, it's certainly not, not my teaching, by the way. Um, imagine an image of an iceberg. And the majority of the iceberg is under the water. And so if you look at this iceberg, right, there's just the tippy tippy top is above the water. But if you look below the water, a good like 85% of this iceberg is submerged. You can't see it. And this is nice sort of metaphor for our mind, where the majority of our mind is unseen subconscious this is literally the definition of the subconscious mind we're in this tippy top portion of the iceberg that which we can see is our conscious mind it's our thinking it's our daily thinking it's our cognitive conceptual thinking and so when we use positive thinking to create change we're simply accessing that tippy-tippy top of the iceberg. And we're ignoring, to a certain extent, what lies below. And so we have to go deeper, right? What we have to determine in order to really create change and to use our own vibration and our own minds to create the change, we have to find out What's underneath the surface? I started, you know, I started to figure this out, I don't know, little bits at a time, I suppose, when my affirmations weren't working. <laughs> and, you know, affirmations will work if you believe they're going to work. If you, if, the, if you have the full weight of your belief system behind what you're reciting in your mind, then these affirmations and, and this positive thinking will, will absolutely create the change. But what gets in the way is when there's a dissonance. When there's, on, on the surface level, you're thinking one thing, right? You're, you're trying to create something using your mind. You're trying to create a change in your experience. But below, you don't believe it to be possible. And so I'll use... I'm going to use a story about um, conceiving my daughter Lily, which was which was a doozy, by the way, to bring to bring her into the world. It was a doozy filled with, gosh, so many lessons. This child, this soul, is such a teacher. She's a teacher in flesh too. I mean, she really, <laughs> really is. Um, you know, she teaches me patience. She teaches me um, compassion mostly for myself um because raising her can be hard <laughs> but when I was trying to bring her forth it was it was complicated right from the beginning so when I when I met my husband and when we got married he had been married before and had a child from a previous marriage and um he had a vasectomy not knowing that that marriage would not last obviously and um, so when, when we got together, when we got married, there was right off the bat some logistical issues, shall we say, with conceiving a child. And, you know, reversing that medically was costly and painful and all sorts of difficult. So we decided to um, 
use donor sperm and do IUIs, which is basically artificial insemination. And so on the surface, I was cool with this. I was cool with this. Underneath, I was not cool with this. I wanted I wanted my husband's baby. I wanted to, I wanted us to share DNA. Right or wrong, I'm not going to judge that desire, but you know, it, it took me a little while to come to terms with that because I I judged my own feelings, honestly. I thought, "Oh, I shouldn't care about that. He doesn't care about that. Why do I care about that?" And so it oh gosh, was it 2 years, 9 IUIs, 9 cycles and 9 failures. Didn't work. And all throughout this time, every time we would go to the doctor and we would have this done and I would say all my affirmations and I would be all positive thinking and I would be all, you know, on the surface trying to create an experience where my where I would get pregnant. But I didn't get pregnant. It didn't happen. And it was painful. It was painful for, for that to, to not succeed in, in an otherwise healthy body. There was no reason why I wouldn't shouldn't conceive. And then I started to realize there was this sort of nagging feeling within me that I didn't want it this way. I didn't want a donor sperm. I didn't want to have it. I didn't want to do it that way. But I wasn't saying that out loud. I wasn't saying it out loud really to myself. It was just a nagging feeling. It was under the surface. It was scratching at me and it was itching at me. But I didn't want to look at it because, geez, how complicated was that? I just thought, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep doing my affirmations. I will get pregnant. I am receptive. I am fertile. You know, all of these sort of things that they say, that one says when one wants to get pregnant. It didn't work. And finally, my doctor said, you know, you should should go to a specialist. You should go to a reproductive endocrinologist and consider IVF. And so we did. We went to the doctor and we, there was no particular reason why I wasn't conceiving. I mean, I think it was because I didn't want to conceive. There was, there was a, I was blocking it on some energetic level with, with that belief or with that um, rejection, even if you will, of the donor sperm on some level. But then when we went to the doctor to get IVF, he said, well, you know, we could do a procedure on your husband and, and, and get, his, get his guys and, you know, it could be your biological baby shared. And when he said that, it was like, I think I burst into tears. It was like, this is what I had been waiting for. This, 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 this. This is what was going to change everything. And then my husband was sort of like, oh, okay, cool. Right? To, to him, it didn't necessarily matter, interestingly enough. Um, but for me, it was everything. It was everything. And I thought, for sure, for sure, now, finally, finally, this is going to happen. And so we went through this process. And any of my listeners, listeners who've ever been through IVF, it's a bit of a bitch, man. Sorry. But there's all sorts of 
hormones and shots and you got to go to the doctor's office and you got to go like every day at seven in the morning to get monitored and then you're like in this room with you know 50 other couples that are going through fertility treatments and I tell you couples going through fertility treatments are not the happiest of couples unfortunately it's stressful it's a stressful experience I, I it really is and so it's a stressful experience that, that is hard. And my first IVF didn't work, didn't get pregnant. And I was shocked, like shocked. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought, I, I really, I thought I was pregnant. I totally thought I was pregnant. I was doing all of my affirmations. I was doing all of my visualizations. I was, I was, I was, I was in it, man. I was, I was positive thinking my way to pregnancy for sure. I was, I was so shocked and you know, it was complicated financially too, because this, this stuff is expensive. So we had to figure out how to pay for it and it was hard. And so we went second round. And we went through it again and they, you know, upped the medication and did it again, went through that whole process. Now, meanwhile, by the way, while I was going through the IVF, I was also starting the yoga studio. I guess it was two or three years in. And I was teaching, you know, 10 classes a week at this point, eight to 10 classes a week at this point. I was I was working a part time job downtown um, so I could get paid for something because I wasn't paying myself at the yoga studio. And so I, I needed money, obviously, for these IVFs. Um, and so I was I was working seven days a week and um, I wasn't I wasn't really taking particularly good care of myself. There wasn't a lot of self-care action happening here. I was working hard. And it was it was hard. It was stressful. And so lo and behold, the second IVF um, failed. And we had run out of money pretty much. And, um, basically the doctor said to me, you know, you're not going to conceive with your own eggs. It's not going to happen for you. And as he said that to me, every bone in my body, every cell in my body knew that wasn't true. But I also felt that there was something deeper going on. And for me, it's always a spiritual lesson. Everything is a spiritual lesson. Every time I suffer, every time I'm going through some sort of crisis or or hard experience, I am I am milking that baby for a lesson. It's just it's how I do it. It's how I get through. It's how I make sense of pain. And that was painful to have a doctor say, "Yeah, mm-mm, not going to happen for you. You need to use donor eggs." Here I am back to the donor situation. How about your sister, he says. Will your sister donate eggs? She's, she had just had a baby. And I let it go for, for, for a little bit. I, I sort of, my husband and I just sort of sat with that information, if you will, for a couple of weeks. But I knew it wasn't true. And at the same time, this, this desire that I had to get pregnant, I was holding on so tightly to it, right? It was, it was everything. Having this baby was everything. And, and, and when having a baby 
you're trying to have a baby and it's everything you're not able to have this baby everyone else is pregnant by the way everyone it seems like every fourth woman on the street is pregnant it's all you see all you see is is that you're not pregnant and that's sort of hovering right hovering underneath the water of this 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 iceberg right so i i i stepped back and i realized i'm not taking care of myself i'm stressed stress cannot be helping the situation and i started to come back to my meditation practice and i started to come back to my yoga practice and i started to observe my thinking and i realized that there was this sort of contra mantra which i now call it in my mind that that kept saying this is so hard this is so hard this is so hard and i started to realize that i believed that somewhere deep inside of me i believed that in order to get anything good i have to work really hard for it it has to be hard and so there's this belief that that just emerged just sort of surfaced in the silence of my yoga and my meditation and it was like this aha moment of oh i i believe that that it's got to be hard in order to succeed huh well i know where that came from right so i was was raised to work hard you got to work hard you got to work hard to get what you want you got to work hard to succeed working hard is is the most important thing and I, I'll tell you, dudes, I can work hard. And I worked hard on those IUIs. I worked hard on those IVFs. I was a diligent little patient. And then I realized, holy shit, like I'm holding on to this. This is so hard. And so I, I started to let that go. I let go of working hard i stopped teaching so much at the yoga studio i handed off more classes i started doing a whole bunch more yoga meditation and then i started seeing an acupuncturist and i i told my husband i wanted to change doctors because i didn't want a doctor who believed that i couldn't get pregnant with my own eggs that was a huge problem for me So we changed doctors. We found a new doctor who would work with an acupuncturist because that was another thing. I wanted to be able to to do this my way. And that other doctor didn't want me to take acupuncture or herbs while doing the process. So I, I needed to find a doctor that felt more in alignment with me. And so I did. And I found that doctor. And we started to see him, I think it was like August of 2010. And he looked at my records and he says, oh, I'll have you pregnant by the end of the year. And my husband almost fell on the floor. He was like, whoa, that's a bold statement because he was sort of very protective of me at this point. Doctor says, I'm a bold man. A lot of testosterone in the room. <laughs> but I was game. I was game for that belief, right? I was game for that belief. 
And he was right. I got pregnant. I got pregnant on that IVF. And, um, and that was Lily. And I really feel like my taking time to be quiet and to step back and to unearth beliefs that were under the surface there that were disrupting this manifestation or this this creation i really believe that that changed the story now obviously it's more complicated than that because souls come when souls come right i mean you can't control when when we come into to life and when we leave life i don't believe that you can control that that's beyond our control but that's my one of one of my primary experiences of positive thinking wasn't wasn't doing it wasn't doing it and this is also why if if there's you know if you're if you're experiencing really really deep issues of self-worth and this is this is something that I see. As a yoga teacher, as a spiritual teacher, I encounter people that really struggle with this, with their basic self-worth. And if somewhere along the line, likely as a small child, you learned that you were not worthwhile, or what you had to say was not worthy or good or worth listening to, if there was some level of patterning very early on that lies deep in the subconscious, there's deeper work that's necessary to shift those beliefs, and that belief in particular, than what you can do in front of a mirror and say, I'm worthy, I'm beautiful, I'm perfect, I am love. Now, you can say all these things, and that might feel good. But if you don't believe them on a very deep level, they're not going to create change for you. And so there has to be a connection, a resonance between the vibration of your linear thinking or the surface thinking and the deeper belief system that lies underneath. And when those two experiences of our minds are not vibrating, there's a dissonance there, they're, they're not connecting, then change is going to be difficult. Manifestation of moving towards, you know, a wholeness will be slower. Now, now I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here now, just for fun. Positive thinking can absolutely change your experience, though. On a, on a surface level, right? So my daughter Amanda was doing track. And she was telling me, you know, that she she was losing. She was losing all the time she was racing the fifth graders and she was she was losing all the time and she didn't want to run anymore and I said oh 
sorry to hear that. And I said, so what are you, what, what are you thinking in your mind right before you start the race? And she said, I can't do this. I said, oh, so right off the bat, you're thinking in your mind, even before you start running, I can't do this. She said, yes. I said, is that a helpful thought or not a helpful thought? She said, probably not helpful. I said, what if you just, instead of that thought, think, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to run my fastest. I said, it doesn't matter if you win or not, right? What matters is that she's running the fastest that she could run in that particular race. And I said, so it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you're running as fast as you can, right? She said, yeah. So try that. She did. She came home from school and she was just elated. And she said to me, Mommy, I did what you said. I, instead of thinking that I couldn't do it, I thought, I, I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to run as fast as I can. And she said, and I won. And this, <laughs> this was awesome. She was so happy. She was so happy. Because we took away, right? So what did we do here? Was positive thinking, you know, did that change her experience? Did that, did that make it so she won? Well, probably. Because instead of thinking, I can't win this, which she may or may not have believed. Obviously, she believed, I can't win this. She took the idea of winning out of the equation. Didn't matter if she won or not. Instead, she was going to run as fast as she could. Now, she believed that she could run as she knows. I'm going to try my hardest and I'm going to run as fast as I can. There's no, there's no dissonance in that belief, right? Deep, under, deep within her, she knows that she's capable of running her fastest right then and there. Didn't matter if she won or not, right? We took that question out of the equation. We said, it doesn't matter. And she won. And this was a really powerful lesson for her in the power of her thinking. And so I'm not here actually to tell you that positive thinking doesn't make a difference. Because it does. Our mindset is an enormous part of our experience. What we're thinking, how we're thinking, our internal dialogue. But there's this whole industry related to positive thinking that I think is sort of fluff. I kind of think it's a little bit of bullshit. You know, it sort of, it doesn't get into the deep nitty gritty stuff that is our unconscious that's all of these layers within us that need to be dealt with and purged. And they're often not pretty layers. They're not pretty. And I had no idea that deep within me, I thought that in order for, it, for me to get anything good, I had to work hard. Now, mind you, just because I became aware of that belief system doesn't mean it goes away. It shows up in all sorts of different facets of my life. It's, it's, it's always sort of showing its head. It's there. And so I have to work with it. And, and I'm consciously working with it by utilizing surrender. And you know what? I can succeed without all this working hard and effort. I don't have to control everything. 
And boy, that's hard. I have to tell you, that's a hard one for me. And that's a really key lesson. It's a really key shift for me. Because I can't think in my mind, surrender, surrender. Alyssa, just surrender. Alyssa, when you surrender, it'll all be okay. Just surrender. Like that line of thinking doesn't work. Because well, it just doesn't. But if I can actually get in there, into, into my mind and into, into my belief system and understand that somewhere along the line I was programmed to believe that if I, if I don't work hard, it ain't happening. And the only way to change our programs, by the way, the only way to change our beliefs is to have different experiences, which should be an episode all in and of itself. So this is my <laughs> this is my thoughts on positive thinking. I'm not saying don't be positive. Be positive. Right? Absolutely. Be positive. Think good thoughts. But know yourself. Know what's going on deep underneath there. In the recesses of the mind. In the quiet. Get quiet enough with yourself that you really know deeply who you are. And what's ringing true for you. And when you are able to do that, and able to really understand the full capacity of your unconscious mind, what's going on in there. And it, by the way, takes a lifetime to understand and to access and unpack and unravel. <laughs> then we can really make some changes. When we really are able to work with what's underneath the surface, that's how we can start to change our life. If we want to. Maybe your life is awesome and you don't want to change it. And if that's the case, I am so psyched for you. <laughs> but we all have these little micro changes, right? We all have these little, little things that we want to shift. And sometimes we're having trouble shifting them. So look under the surface. See what's there. With love and compassion, just see what's there. I hope you have a great day. Namaste, Satnam, peace out. Till next time.